Nick. Usually we come together on the joyous occasion of celebrating American democracy and the beautiful people who live in this country. Right. Not today. Nick, uh, we come to bury some pieces of paper, not to praise them. That's right. 21 gun salute. We're here because the Pennsylvania 13th, a district we recently celebrated and explored, represented by one Brendan Boyle, is dead. It did. It did die. It has now taken up residence in that great litter box in the sky, Brendan. It is no longer with us. Hey, Pennsylvania congressional district maps. Say hi to Paws, my childhood cat up there. Say hi to Willa and Lucy, my childhood cats. They're all up there together. But those maps are survived by some new congressional district maps handed down by the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. That's right. We're coming to you with a special episode devoted to redistricting the state of Pennsylvania. If there were some sort of special Pennsylvania sound effect, you know, a classic Law & Order gunk-gunk, that's exactly where it would have gone. So listeners out there, fellow podcasts, if any of you know of any Pennsylvania-specific sound effect, or actually any sound effect related to a specific (laughs) state, go ahead and uh, hit us up at our uh, email address. That's right, housecatspod at gmail.com. You know, Philadelphia, very famous for Wawa. Uh, the Fresh Prince. Or The Fresh Prince, Water Ice. The Phillies. So really any number of things just to get the motor running there. Uh, we would really appreciate your your input. But to get down to the nitty gritty here, redistricting is something that happens ostensibly every 10 years and in some states more frequently. And it has serious impacts on how people are represented to the federal government. And that's why we felt compelled to take a little time out of our normal schedule to talk a little bit about what that process looks like and what this process has looked like specifically in Philadelphia, where it has been bonkers. It has really been a lot. So let's take a look at the sort of history of Pennsylvania and its and its districts. Long known uh, since the 2011 redistricting as some of the most unbelievably gerrymandered districts in the entire country, Brendan. Gerrymander. What's that word mean, Nick? Ah, okay. So gerrymandering is a process, a dubious process, uh, by which individuals in the government draw maps, uh, reshape districts to their own political benefit. We talk about that usually on every episode uh, since different uh, house districts have gone, usually gone through many different permutations of their shape and size. And uh, this is the process by which that's done. And it should be noted that there are actually many types of gerrymandering. Although Pennsylvania specifically was along party lines, so they talked a lot about partisan gerrymandering. In other states throughout our country's history, we've seen racial gerrymandering. And there's even been some uh, more along gender lines as it does relate to partisanship. Uh, Most recently, Texas has gone... uh, 
to their state Supreme Court several times, fighting over first racially gerrymandered maps and now partisan gerrymandered maps. But here in Pennsylvania, these maps were drawn along party lines. So every 10 years where we have a census, um, that new population data is taken, and depending on the state's procedure, new districts are drawn according to a portion of those representatives according to that population distribution. In 2011, as you mentioned, Pennsylvania had new maps, and those maps created a situation in which eight of the 18 congressional districts in the state, 13 were represented by Republicans, and five were represented by Democrats. This may correctly strike you as slightly odd, given that in statewide elections, uh, in uh, the Senate, in presidential years, Pennsylvania has a general trend towards being blue. And these uh, these House seats, the way they were built, they were broken up, certainly uh, are the opposite. Overwhelmingly red. Right. I mean, using... um Voting in presidential elections is problematic for, on its own reason, just sure, because there is a, a slightly different voting population who come out in midterm elections. However, what makes Pennsylvania's gerrymander so significant is that it was equal across those presidential and midterm years. In fact, since 2011, that distribution of 13 Republican and five Democratic districts has not changed, even though the voting population has changed as well as candidates. Uh, And that's usually a a sign that there's something wrong uh, in a state's uh, maps if you're not seeing any change in distribution of parties across uh, three different elections. So that was sort of the issue at hand. Uh, but let's look at how this redistricting effort, this this legal effort this time around got underway, Brendan. So where, where did this case come from? Well, this case started with the League of Women Voters in Pennsylvania, and they were suing because uh, they felt that this representation... Uh, was unfair. And what gave them that basis was the fact that across those three elections from 2011 on, the Democrats won between 46 and 52% of the popular vote in the state. However, they still only had control of those five congressional districts. So they're getting about half of the vote in elections, but Uh, well under half of the representation in Congress. And the state Supreme Court agreed. Uh, In fact, the justices wrote an incredibly lengthy opinion, about 139 pages, I believe, in which they stated that their current maps clearly, plainly, and palpably violated the Pennsylvania state constitution. So the League of Women Voters were victorious in their suit. The state courts ruled that those maps were unconstitutional by the state constitution standards, and they ordered the legislature to draw new maps, have them approved by the governor, uh, and put in place with just under a month of time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, they were really under the gun here. Uh, you know, it's 2018. We're getting ready for special elections, primaries, and the midterms in the fall. So it was. It was do or die here. And the current legislature in Pennsylvania, which is controlled by Republicans, uh, said, OK, we'll get right on that. They took out their uh, their their use their cartography skills, uh, you know, got out got out those those that quill and ink. I imagine I did take an intro to cartography class. Really? In, uh, our mutual university, Nick. Ah, and I can tell you, not even just a. Uh, quill and ink these days you can do it even on the old computer no i don't know about that well i do because i took the class (laughs) 
I'm a, I'm a paper and pen man myself, but uh, I digress. So the uh, the legislature in Pennsylvania, they got out their quill and ink, I'm going to maintain, and they drew up a new map and it gave one district back to the Democrats. Right. It's important to note that that um, does not meet the stipulations set not down quite. by the uh, state Supreme Court. No, they said they wanted a map that would treat voters equally as well as uh, be compact in nature and not unnecessarily divide uh, districts or different counties um, based on partisan lines. And that's going to be important as we talk about that map because that map was rejected by the governor because it only did those those latter things. It right. did actually help with some of the compactness, um, which is the amount of people of a specific party in a given district. However, this map still diluted Democrats' votes by having them uh, concentrated more significantly in districts where they would be dispersed across multiple districts. And there are multiple ways to sort of evaluate just even by the numbers and then by visually uh, looking at the degree to which a state may, uh, whose districts may be extremely gerrymandered. You know, looking at the shape is not the most scientific way to examine that, right? But I got to say, you know, if, if you're listening to this right now, uh, just pull up a little a little map of the old Pennsylvania uh, districts. It's just unconscionable. Some of the some of these shapes are so crazy. Uh, in the decision, the state Supreme Court actually noted one of the districts, District Seven, former Pennsylvania District Seven, which I'm looking at is uh, is a couple districts west of Philadelphia in the southeast corner of the state. They said, "quote." It is difficult to imagine how a district as Rorschachian and sprawling, which is contiguous in two locations only by virtue of a medical facility and a seafood steakhouse, respectively, might plausibly referred, be referred to as compact. So that was the old, the old map, obviously, um, and this new map barely met those standards as well. It didn't really do enough to address the compactness and the balance of voters. Hence, the governor, Tom Wolf rejected that map. Tom Wolf said, no, 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 no. It would seem that this saga would be close to over. Somehow, it is not. <laughs> well, you do need to go vote. And at this point, uh, there were no maps. Correct. So... So they did not meet the court's deadline, at which which point the court did as they threatened to do, which was they appointed a, an outside expert to draw some maps that would be more equal in representation, and those would be the new district maps. Uh, the court came forth with new maps that were significantly more representative of the population based on, um, based on how the, the population had voted in the past. So these new maps made districts that were significantly more Republican-leaning, slightly less Republican-leaning. It made some districts that were swing districts more Democratic-leaning, and it made some districts that were uh, generally close Democratic or, or lean Democratic as safely Democratic. Going forward, it's expected that while they currently have 13 Republicans and five Democrats, it's going to be something roughly more equal of um, 10 Republican districts and eight Democratic districts are estimated what the current representation would be based on old uh, voting patterns. Right. 
Uh, so let's talk about the response to the Supreme Court maps. Uh, <sighs> it really, it really flew off the handle. Uh, yeah, just the the next step in this entire process. Um, there was outrage from all corners of the nation and the internet. Brendan, was there ever? And it's at this point that we would like to remind everyone, while we are talking about an incredibly partisan issue, we are on the side on this podcast of everyone being able to vote and being represented (laughs) fairly based on who they vote for. Yeah. So if it is my position, and I, I will let Nick speak for himself, that if the state is roughly voting in po- in elections of the popular vote being 50-50, I think somewhere around uh, 50-50 party representation sounds good to me. Sounds fair, yeah. So in that way, I would say I was opposed to the previous maps as I don't think they fairly represented the population. And so I will go out on a, a limb. I will step my little paw out there. You're cat in a tree. We got to get you down at some point. But for now, you're tiptoeing on that limb. Please call these. Uh, call the fire department. Don't call the fire department. Call the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court uh, because okay. they seem to get things done. <laughs> I'm up there in that tree and I'm saying that I am in favor of these new maps. They, they do seem fairer based on the population. And that's why the response from some people... Um, in this case, you know, almost strictly along party lines, uh, was so disheartening and shocking. So one of the state senators, uh, and I'm the United States senators, but he is a senator from the state of Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, who's been referenced on this podcast as right. someone uh, notorious for not holding town halls with his constituents or meeting with them. Uh, Pat Toomey said regarding these new maps that they are a blatant, unconstitutional partisan power grab that undermines our electoral process. And he did very little to tamp down the uh, requests for the talk about impeaching the state Supreme Court, which has never happened. That's right. Correct? There were calls from some in the state legislature, which is Republican-controlled, to impeach Uh, justices from the state Supreme Court or have two of them disqualified from this case, Uh, it was ruled that they did not have standing to bring that objection because they had the right to during their original case and failed to do so. But they didn't stop at the state Supreme Court. No, the Pennsylvania GOP was so unhappy with these new maps that they went to the United States Supreme Court and asked for a stay uh, so that the new maps would not be implemented. It looked like for a while, Justice Samuel Alito was perhaps in their corner, was considering uh, granting such stay, but eventually shut them down. Rough. Rough for them. Uh, Sorry to see them go, but ultimately... That was an extreme reaction uh, that really had so no legal precedence and not a lot of hope. And it was at this point, after they had been denied a stay by the United States Supreme Court, um, while they're in the midst of discuss- discussing what to do with their own state Supreme Court, that the President of the United States decided to get involved. He did, in his favorite, his favorite medium. He released a statement uh, via the application Twitter uh, saying that House Republicans in the great state of Pennsylvania challenged the new, quote, pushed congressional map all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. Your original was correct. 
don't let the Dems take elections away from you so you can they can raise taxes and waste money. The original was correct was the president's take. Right. That is the, the part of this that I find most interesting. Of course, we have uh, stepped out on that limb already that it just seemed those first maps uh, do not seem in my own uh, estimation to live up to that the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court and certainly did not appear representative and that is of course what the president was advocating for as well as for them to go to the Supreme Court after they had already been denied that uh, that stay you know again we've 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 tipped out on and uh, out onto this branch and all I can say I, I'm gonna side with you Brendan that this this argument for going back to the Supreme Court requesting stay after stay after stay seems untenable. And, you know, given that we should have some faith in our legal institutions and in the judicial branch of our government at the state Supreme Court and the uh, federal Supreme Court, that we should trust that they did a nonpartisan, accurate job of reflecting the representation, the balance of the people in the state of Pennsylvania. And we'll see what happens uh, in these upcoming elections this year. We will. And and these actions are already having consequences. There is a bill currently circulating the Pennsylvania legislature that has uh, over 100 co-sponsors that would create an independent redistricting committee yep. uh, following the path of several states, especially on the West Coast, that have those. And so that provides their redistricting is all done by uh, independent actors who are nonpartisan and are not appointed by um, either party, depending on how they're set up. And so it kind of takes that partisan element out of it. And it should be worth saying that while in this case we are talking about a Republican gerrymander, there are Democratic gerrymanders that exist oh, uh, sure. exist in this country as well. And where people should be represented by by who the people around them are voting for, it, it doesn't matter what party they're from. Um, gerrymandering is is bad for democracy. Yeah. Very fun to say, but very bad for the health of our country. Do you think there are any uh, people who live in America that are named gerrymandering? No. <laughs> I think it's okay. actually, there was one guy once, it's certainly kind of like a, it's become a, his name is Mud Thing, or it's um, <laughs> or, um like a Benedict Arnold. Right. Uh, you know, just a, you, there was this guy, Gerrymander, and he had this long villainous mustache and he twirled it <laughs> right. and he was constantly scheming to trick the town into changing their district maps. An iconic American figure, a villain. 100%. So let's go back, though. You know, we're, the reason we're talking about this, Brendan, of course, is that we covered the Pennsylvania 13th, which, again, uh, we mourn the loss of today and forever. So what happened to the uh, former Pennsylvania 13th? Well, the new maps, and again, if you're listening, really go take a look at these. And it, again, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here and sticking with us. Um, the new map, it, it, it's demonstrably better. Again, just visually, these districts just make more sense. There are uh, mostly contain uh, whole counties within the uh, congressional districts, which is a good sign. So Brennan Boyle's district, the 13th, used to encompass some of Philadelphia and some of Montgomery County, and uh, which has some suburbs of the city. Now... Brendan Boyle will represent the uh, Pennsylvania second and that district is entirely in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, the Pennsylvania fourth is Montgomery County 
And uh, again, it's just more simple. It seems like the right way to go. Now, I I don't know what the cook if there's a cook PVI rating yet. I don't think so of of Boyle's new district. His district was already very blue, as we covered on on his episode. I would have to think that that district is just even bluer now. Yeah, all the projections are saying it's like even likelier to continue to be a to lean Democrat. Brendan may continue running unopposed. I would imagine. Certainly seems possible. And all of this to say now that that is the current state of this district map. So currently the maps are going to be adopted um, unless the United States Supreme Court steps in. The how the Pennsylvania GOP is again reaching out to the Supreme Court asking for a stay. They're still in discussion about what to do with their justices. But for the moment, these are going to be the maps. And it comes back to something that we've tried really hard to focus on in this podcast, which is talking about what really matters in everyday life. This is really fun, interesting stuff. And the fact of the matter is the elected officials in Pennsylvania are spending their days not trying to solve people's problems, not trying to listen to their constituents. They are spending their time actively trying to undermine their state Supreme Court uh, and uh, gerrymander their districts for their own political gain. Yeah. If I were a citizen of the, of the great Keystone State, I would uh, I'd be a little disappointed that my well-earned tax dollars was going to this partisan affair instead of having my problems addressed by my representation, I gotta say. And it's this kind of political brouhaha that is really interesting and can take people's attention away from the impact that things these things really have. And that's why in these times it makes our responsibility as citizens to speak up uh, even more important. Unfortunately, it is the times when you are not being represented, when people are uh, spending their time on things that are not important, that your representatives need to hear your voice the most, where you need to fight the hardest. And it is those times where when you fight the hardest, you don't get those responses when you remind yourself you need to go out and vote and you need to, to be active. But it is not a time to sit back. Indeed. And with that in mind... Uh, I think we should close out on a uh, a tweet that a former constituent of Brendan Boyle's offered to him. As we discussed on Brendan Boyle's uh, episode, uh, he is he has done a pretty good job of representing his constituents. He's an interesting guy. He's been pretty responsive, um, and he has a fair amount of goodwill among his constituents. Uh, this is from a, a gentleman on Twitter uh, who tweeted at the congressman after these new maps were drawn. Uh, and he said the following, I will miss you app at rep Brendan Boyle. You served us with dignity, grace, and ferocity here in Montgomery County. I am truly saddened. You will no longer represent us. Thank you for your service to PA 13. PA two is lucky to have you. That's so, love. Sounds like that guy's worried. He's going to have to eat some Oreos. <laughs> That's all we have it this week, folks. Thanks so much for tuning on this little redistricting special. And we may do it again soon. Who who knows what the future holds for the, the congressional maps of the United States? Who knows? Again, if you have any thoughts on uh, on on sound effects for the great the Keystone State or anywhere, uh, or frankly any other questions or concerns, we'll take those too. Hit us up at housecatspod at gmail.com. We out. <laughs>